Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. On the other hand, that title kind of awakens something in me. Because one of the, one of the things when, when I was a kid, my teachers would send notes home to my mom because I was a daydreamer. I, I can get lost in here so fast, just lost. I still love to dream. All of us have heard the phrase, get your head out of the clouds. Well, in today's message, that's exactly where our heads are going. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth challenge us to allow God to fill our hearts with his dream for our lives. His dreams may seem impossible, but he is more than capable to fulfill them. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part one of their message, Living God's Dream. I was at a conference pretty much all of last week, and um, the theme of the conference wasn't why I went there. It's one that I had attended a few years ago that I really got a lot out of, thoroughly enjoyed the workshops and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't pay too much attention to the theme of the conference until I got there. And then I start, you know, I see the signs and I'm looking at the you know, actually paying attention to the literature. Now I'm on the church property, and the, the theme of the conference was dream big. And, and immediately I had all kinds of conflicting emotions about it. You know, it's like, man, I'm too tired to be dreaming. <laughs> Just too tired to dream big. You know, I'm exhausted. Dream big. I did that already. I'm old now. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what was going through my mind. When I was younger, I dreamed big. Here lately, if I dream about anything, it's an, like, like an escape hatch. You know what I mean? A back door, escape route, something like that. And not only that, but in all honesty, I, one of the things that really frightens me about ministry where I'm on a stage with a microphone is that I don't need a whole lot of help making everything about me. You guys understand what I'm saying? I'm the most selfish person I know. Some of you run me a close second, but <laughs> I'm pretty bad. You know, I, can, I, can, I easily make everything about, about me. I'm capable of just dreaming big dreams about me, dreams about success and the admiration of my peers, you know, selfish ambition. But on the other hand, that title 
kind of awakens something in me. Because one of the, one of the things when, when I was a kid, my teachers would send notes home to my mom because I was a daydreamer. I, I can get lost in here so fast. Just lost. I still love to dream in that way. When I was a kid, and I've told this story many times before, you know, I, I can still vividly remember in the third grade, Mrs. Holt was our teacher, and she'd start long division up on the chalkboard, and my desk would transform into an airplane almost immediately. <laughs> and it was the, the only class that I ever had in elementary school that was shaped the way it was. It was, you know, kind of curved a little bit, and, and, and the door was up to my right, and I'd, my airplane would go out the door and down the hallway, and at the very end, we were at like the far end of the school building, and on the opposite end of the school building, we had doors, just like those two right there. Those doors would magically fly open, and I'd be out and free. You know what I mean? And I can still see the view from my little airplane above the treetops flying out over. There, there was an, an intersection. You know, these were country roads, but then later they built a little store. There was a church over to the left, and I'd fly out over the church and down and around, and She's up there doing something, but I'm out free as a bird, my little <laughs> airplane desk. And then later, of course, you know, I dreamed about glorious battles in which I was the hero, of course. But you see, I think all that's God-given. Sometimes we forget that. And that's, this conference did, it, it stirred something. It reminded me that God gave us an imagination. God did that. He gave it to us. And one of the things that actually brought that home to me, I'd never really, I'd heard this before, but I'd never really digested it and thought about it. One of the speakers said, you know, worry is the abuse of your God-given imagination. Think about that one for a minute. When we worry, it's a perversion of a God-given gift. Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, all that kind of stuff. You don't need to worry about those things because your Father already knows what you need. And he said, the the nations of the world, the people who don't know, they don't have a relationship with their Heavenly Father, that's the stuff they fantasize about. Those are the things that occupy their imagination. That's, do you understand? He's like, don't, don't go. Now, man, that hits home with me because I'm a professional worry wart. I got a degree in worrying. You know what I mean? I'm good at it. So it really strikes me. Misusing my God-given ability to dream about the negatives that may or may, the what-ifs. Marcus Aurelius, the last of the so-called good emperors of Rome, said, dare to dream big dreams. Only big dreams have the power to move men's souls. And you know what? As long as your dreams are submitted to the great giver of dreams, that's pretty good. 
advice because big dreams inspire and move other people. And so, I mean, people have different sort of routes their dream generally take, right? Some dream, dream of adventure or escape routes. Like Robert, maybe that's more sort of the, the way, the, the path the dreams just take. Of A lot of women, it's romance or love or in that vein. And it's good to sort of, I mean, what we're hoping tonight is to stir up the dreams that are in you, first to make aware of where do they naturally just run on their own and then maybe direct them a little. For me, um, I grew up on stories about, like my great-grandmother, my father's grandmother, she uh, led her little family in escape from, from Poland, from what, what was then Prussia, into, into Germany, Nazi Germany and post-Nazi Germany. And so my dreams as a little girl, it was always, it was neither this, it wasn't, it wasn't romantic, or it, I was always dreaming of like finding people under rubble and like leading them to safety, because that, those were the stories I grew up on. And I think that if, whether your dreams run in the vein of adventure or love or romance or even rescue, it, it's not a stretch to see the gospel in all of those dreams. That, that there's a part of that that has to do with the gospel is in there. So tonight, we're going to ask you some questions as we go through the night. And what we invite you to do is just be aware of the dialogue you already now hopefully have with the Holy Spirit. And so as we ask you, you know, humans, ask him. What are my dreams? Where do they naturally run? What, what are they about? Because the idea is to stir up, both be aware of what's already there and then have his, his spirit touch that and maybe make it bigger, make it, diff make it his. So what do you dream of? What do you dream of? When your thoughts just meander, where do they go? Where, what do you dream of? When you were a child, maybe five years old, do you remember what was sort of what were the dreams or the play acting that you would do? What were you, what would you act with your friends? What were where did it go? What about when you were a teenager? What were the dreams then? And then what about now? What are, what are the things that stir in you now? Whether it be in the the worry lane or the escape route, where where do, where do your thoughts go when it feels like that's a dream of mine? And and then maybe what do you dream for your children? Or even, you may not be aware of it, but if you could, like, what would you dream for your community? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.